Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is 7 News with Angela Cox. Good morning. Mourners have stood in silence for eight minutes, 46 seconds at the first memorial service for George Floyd. That's the amount of time he lay on the ground with a police officer's knee on his neck. The service was told it was a pandemic of racism that killed him. US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney is in Minneapolis. Ash, there were some powerful words spoken at the service today. Good morning, and yeah, after days of protest, Minneapolis fell silent today to stop and listen to those speaking at the memorial for George Floyd here. Uh, the auditorium at East University packed with mourners, hundreds more outside listening over the loudspeaker as Reverend Al Sharpton, the civil rights activist, delivered this powerful message. George Floyd's story has been the story of black folks. Because ever since 401 years ago, the reason we could never be who we wanted and dreamed to be in is you kept your knee on our neck. What happened to Floyd happens every day in this country in education, in health services, and in every area of American life. It's time for us to stand up in George's name and say, get your knee off our necks. And Ash, one of the mourners there today was the son of Martin Luther King. You interviewed him after the service. What did he have to say? Well, and he, he came here today to support the Floyd family and he said he feels that there is a te tectonic shift happening in America, that his father would have been deeply saddened by what's happening in America at the moment, uh, the death of black Americans at the hands of police, but hopes that the arrest of these officers will offer some justice and hope for the family and for the future of this country too. I think if my father were here, he would be greatly disappointed in where this nation is at this particular moment. He would be saddened, in fact, that we've seen these incidents of black people being killed. And there has been a step toward justice and with the arrest of those four officers involved in the deadly arrest of George Floyd today, 
Three of them face court for the first time, charged with aiding and abetting murder. Uh, they face the judge wearing masks inside the court today, uh, ordered to remain behind bars on bail of $750,000. Now with this uh, story becoming a global one and so much focus here, the prosecutor arguing uh, that there could be a risk of a, a flight risk here. But after days of unrest in America, today was a sombre one in Minneapolis. And OK, thanks so much, Ash. Peaceful protests are playing out across America, but authorities remain on high alert as they prepare for a large demonstration tomorrow. Correspondent Amelia Brace is in Washington, D.C. For us, Amelia, a storm has just rolled in, dampening the protest. Yeah, it was a big one, Angie. It really cleared the streets. We saw thousands of people here once again today uh, on the streets of Washington, D.C. But once again, the situation was mostly pe uh, peaceful, so much so that the curfew tonight has actually been abandoned. As you said, all eyes are now on the weekend with potentially up to one million protesters expected to take to the streets of Washington, D.C. The White House has been preparing for days now. Overnight we saw it uh, almost fortified with a number of new fences put up and also some concrete bollards. The police chief here spoke out this morning and said he thinks it could potentially be one of the biggest events in the history of the capital. He once again called for everyone to remain calm and peaceful uh, and we spoke to a number of protesters today who said that there's nothing that will stop them once again taking to the streets on Saturday. I think we need to start seeing change. I think we need to stop seeing disproportionate amount of black lives being sacrificed compared to whites. Frankly, because I'm tired. We don't have justice in this country. It's, we have, we're equal in terms of written law, but in the execution of those laws, we do not have the same quickness, the same urgency when it comes to people who look like me. And the president's schedule has just come out uh, for tomorrow and he is actually flying out of Washington, D.C. for the first time uh, in almost a week, heading to the state of Maine. And at this stage, it is not expected that he will be here for the weekend protests. OK, Amelia Brace, thank you. The violence on the streets of Los Angeles has subsided, but the movement for social change shows no sign of slowing down. Paul Kadak has more. Good morning, Angela. Downtown City Hall and police headquarters have again been the target of protesters here in Los Angeles as at least a dozen rallies are held across the city. Hundreds of people marching through the city centre, blocking traffic, causing a lot of disruption, but doing so peacefully. We've also been with more than a thousand protesters at Burbank for a Black Lives Matter march. It started with everyone taking a knee in silence for eight minutes and 46 seconds, the same length of time George Floyd had a police officer's knee on his neck. Days after he was hit by looters and vandals, Santa Monica also saw protests today, but as with all the other events, there were no reports of any major incidents. The message from one official, the recent nights have been safe, and let's keep it that way. As students at a Los Angeles high school got a virtual graduation message from a well-known former student, Meghan Markle speaking out about the death of George Floyd to the Immaculate Heart High School class of 2020. I know you know that black lives matter. So I am already excited for what you are going to do in the world. You are equipped, you are ready, we need you, and you are prepared.
The Duchess of Sussex saying the wrong thing to say is nothing, as thousands here in Los Angeles continue to make their voices heard. From downtown LA, Angela, back to you. Protests are scheduled to take place across Australia tomorrow to show solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Despite coronavirus restrictions, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has given it the green light. That's at odds with Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews. He says the risk of spreading COVID-19 is just too great. Nick McCallum reports. Victoria's Chief Health Officer, Professor Brett Sutton, could not be any clearer. He wants Victorians to stay away from tomorrow's protest. Well, that's what I'm advising. I'm advising people not to attend. Gatherings of more than 20 people are still against the law, he says. On Facebook, 40,000 people have indicated an interest in attending the Black Lives Matter protest. Professor Sutton says that could endanger Victorians' hard work trying to control coronavirus. There is a risk that all of the gains that we have made um, are put at risk by people gathering uh, in large numbers. Chief Commissioner Graham Ashton has backpedalled a little on the original edict police would not hand out social distancing fines at the protest, saying now they'll look at it on a case-by-case -case basis. People need to understand that, uh, that's, that fines are, are, they're, they're at risk of being fined and that we'll be using our discretion in that regard. Overnight, there were three new cases of coronavirus in Victoria, one of them a prep student at a primary school in Melbourne's northwest. That school, Newbury Primary, is now closed for a deep clean. And the Prime Minister has just added his voice to the row about attending demonstrations tomorrow, telling protesters to stay home. And so for all of those Australians who couldn't attend the funeral of a family member or couldn't see a loved one in a nursing home or a veteran who couldn't remember their fallen colleagues by attending a war memorial service on Anzac Day. I think all Australians owe all those other Australians a great duty of responsibility and I say to them, don't go. Foreign investors will face a tough new national security test designed to protect critical assets from falling into the wrong hands. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is live for us in Canberra. Taylor, why the change? Well, Ange, the government says Australia is currently facing unprecedented levels of foreign interference and the reforms are sensible changes. The new test would apply to foreign bids for technology, telecommunications and energy companies, as well as small-scale defence firms with no minimum dollar threshold required to trigger a review. Under the reforms, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg will also have expanded powers to impose conditions after a sale is finalised if it is determined to be a risk to national security. Treasurer Frydenberg insists the reforms are not designed to target any one country, adding it is an issue facing countries around the world. But technology has been evolving and our geopolitical climate has become more complex. In fact, the world over, governments are seeing foreign investment being used for strategic objectives, not purely commercial ones. 
The government hopes the changes will close a loophole that only saw investments from overseas scrutinised if the asset was worth more than $275 million and the country was not already involved in a free trade agreement with Australia. Prime Minister Scott Morrison adding the new laws were not designed to curb foreign investment but to protect Australia's national interest. Ange. OK, Taylor in Canberra, thank you. After a devastating bushfire season and a crippling pandemic, Australia's tourism industry is finally getting a boost with more flights taking to the skies. And as Tamara Bow reports, the airlines are offering some incredibly cheap deals. Well, after a long hiatus, you can finally pull those travel bags out of hibernation and get set to jet set once again. Qantas announcing it is ramping up services to 300 domestic flights per week across Australia by the end of the month. That's still only operating at around 15% pre-COVID capacity, but it will provide a much-needed boost to our struggling tourism industry. In Queensland, we will remain in our own travel bubble for now, at least until border restrictions ease further. Uh, to rub salt in the wounds of those down south hoping to escape to Queensland to the warmer weather. This has sparked a bit of a price war. Believe it or not, you can now fly Brisbane to the Sundays for $39, Cairns to Brisbane for $69, Melbourne to Sydney. Tickets there will set you back $55. Sydney to Ballina, that will get you to Byron Bay for just $55. But unfortunately, not a single one of those additional flights will come through the Gold Coast airport. Anyone hoping to travel there will have to go via Brisbane. But regardless, we only have weeks to go until the July school holidays, so it's time to start booking. A driver who was high on drugs when he ran down and nearly killed a police officer has been jailed for 10 years. Senior Constable Aaron Izzard suffered horrific injuries when Craig Townsend drove at him in a stolen car on Brisbane's north side in 2018. The officer of 11 years can no longer drive police patrol cars as a result of the injuries. I guess put that chapter behind me and uh, slowly start moving forward and try and put those nightmares to bed. Townsend will be eligible for parole after eight years. German prosecutors say they are now confident Madeleine McCann, who disappeared in Portugal in 2007, is dead. It comes as more details emerge about a new suspect who is already in a German jail. Sarah Greenalt has more. Well, the suspect has been identified as Christian B. He came to the attention of police three years ago after allegedly confessing to being involved in the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. He was in a bar in Germany when a news report appeared on the TV screen about the 10th anniversary of her disappearance. He allegedly told an acquaintance that he had been involved. That man then alerted police. The suspect is now aged 43. He is currently serving a seven-year jail sentence for the rape of a 72-year-old American pensioner in Portugal. He's also been convicted in the past of sexually abusing young children. He had been living in southern Portugal on and off for about 12 years, working in hospitality, trafficking drugs and was well known for breaking into hotels. Police say it is entirely possible that he had targeted the McCann's holiday flat and spontaneously decided to take little Maddie. They say this is the most significant development in this case in the past 13 years.
we've been down this road before, many, many sightings, possibilities, suggested suspects in the past, none of which came to anything. Um, both the British and German police seem much clearer this time, and therefore it is significant. But Kate and Jerry have welcomed the uh, this latest development. Um, they are realistic. They simply want to know what happened to their daughter. At this stage, the evidence authorities have two vehicles and phone records is circumstantial. They are desperate for witnesses to come forward. German police say this is a murder investigation. They believe Madeleine McCann is dead. Here in the UK, she is still listed as a missing person. Prince Charles has opened up about missing his family during the coronavirus lockdown in the UK. During an interview, he said he couldn't wait to hug his children, grandchildren and friends once the pandemic is over. The future king has had first-hand experience in recovering from the virus. I mean, I was lucky in my case and, um, and, uh, and got away with it quite lightly. Uh, but... The prince also revealed he hasn't seen his father, Prince Philip, for a long time and won't be able to attend his 99th birthday next week. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.